If you are a junior and you are taking the SAT, get it done. Get it done. October, December, be done. You do not want to be a guinea pig. And trust me, you will be. Hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tali Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your, your platform of choice. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please leave us a rating as well, as that really helps this podcast to reach more people. We also do have a Patreon now. If you are looking to more directly support the podcast in some small way, please check us out at patreon.com slash accepted. That's patreon.com slash accepted for access to additional resources that will help you reach your college goals. All right. Today, we are going to dive into the looming big deal that is coming up, especially for international students in March. First of all, welcome back to school for all of you who are who have started in the past couple weeks. But with the start of school and with the new teachers and all of those things comes also a conversation, especially for those of you who are juniors, and maybe even for some of you who are sophomores, about the SAT. And for international students, this is a pretty unique pickle because the SAT is changing next March. While the full new SAT is planned to be distributed globally by 2024, international students are going to be receiving this new test first, starting in March of 2023. So first, I want to talk about what the test is, what's changing to it. And going from there, I want to talk a little bit about what I think this might mean, how what you should do about it, all of those things. So let's start off with the SAT and the changes that are going to be happening. So first of all, the test is going to be a lot shorter. The test now will be, the new test will be two hours instead of three hours, instead of four sections. So right now it's divided up into the reading, grammar, and then there's a non-calculator math and then a calculator math section. So there are four sections. The new test will only have two sections a reading and writing section, and a math section. So the reading and writing are going to be merged, and the math is just going to be one big chunk. And I anticipate it'll be an hour each. So those those are some of the most initial big changes. The reading section is probably going to be receiving the most, most, yeah, the largest changes are going to be happening to the reading section as a whole. The reading section is going to be shorter in that it will have shorter passages and students will only have to answer one question per SAT reading passage. I'm going to come back to what this might look like, but whereas before it was five passages across four different genres of reading, so you had a fiction section, a history section, a natural science section, and a social science section, and then one of the four would be repeated for five passages total, and you would have 13 questions, around 13, mm, sorry, around 11 questions per passage, 11 to 12 questions per passage. Now, there's only going to be one question per passage. Candidates are going to be taking the test on a tablet or a laptop. So this is a fully digital test. There will be no pen and paper test for this. And you're going to need to download a digital testing app before the test day. And so the testing app is designed so that it can save progress even if the computer crashes or they lose their internet connection. Okay. The entire math section is going to be calculator 
whereas before it used to be divided between non-calc and calc, the entire math section now is going to be calculator usable and the app itself will have a built-in calculator or they can bring their own. The next, what I view is the most significant change is that the test is now going to be adaptive. Okay, and so what that means is that the test, instead of being the same test for every single student, the test is now, because it is all digital, the test is going to adjust similar to those of you who are familiar with the map test. It is going to be similar in function to that and that if you get it right, then you get a harder question. If you get that right, then you get a harder question. If you get it wrong, you then get an easier question and so on and so forth. And so the way that it is designed is that there will every both sections will have an introductory section and then based off of that the remaining questions will adjust according to how a student performed live the benefits of a digital test also mean that the test scores will be released days after the exam right two to three days after the exam as opposed to right now it's two weeks to get your results so it'll be a couple of days after the exam to get your results now instead okay so those are the big, big, big major changes. And so that's, and that's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of things going on there. I want to talk a little bit about a couple of the big pieces that I, I can anticipate will be changing based off of the announcements, just of the format alone. Uh, and then I will talk a little bit about my recommendations, like what should you do given the fact that the, ch the test is changing in March. Right? And this will be especially important if you are a junior um, to some degree if you are a sophomore as well. Okay, So the major change, generally, the biggest, biggest change is going to the reading section. I, I expect the grammar section to remain about the same. You're editing passages, um, looking for grammatical mistakes, putting in the right vocabulary, etc. The reading passage changing to more but shorter passages and one question only means a couple different things. Whereas before it was just four types of reading, so natural science, social science, fiction, and history, the broader number of passages and the shorter length means that in some ways it will likely be closer to the SAT, SSAT, and that the SSAT really pulled from a wider variety of content, including poetry, right, and including much more old school writing. It means that each passage is also going to be pretty dense, right, and a lot of the questions that the SAT used to ask that were um, pretty specific to particular parts of the passage, my general sense is that they're going to be moving away from that. With one question only, they are going to maybe making these questions largely about your ability to understand if it's going to be, if it's a, if it's a persuasive essay, if it's a persuasive article, it's going to be about understanding the gist of the argument. If it is a fiction uh, piece, then it's going to be about the overall flow of the story, right? There's going to be a lot more questions that are going to be broader to about demonstrating specific understanding with maybe a few questions that are going to ask you to specifically look for evidence to support to support a particular from a particular portion of the test so what to expect here is a wider range of reading, whereas before I could point to say, okay, read the Economist, read Scientific American and then read past presidential speeches from the Library of Congress and read a little bit of fiction. Before I could say that and I could expect, in addition to obviously doing test prep, I could expect a student to be reasonably well-versed to handle whatever the SAT reading could throw at them. This expansion to shorter but likely more complicated passages 
and a question that is going to be much more about your broader understanding of the passage itself means that students should be reading a wide, a much wider range um, of content now and reading it in shorter bursts, right? And so that means news becomes a great way to practice. Read different genres within the news. Uh, don't just read the front section, read the politics section, read the science section, read the finance section, right? Because all of these are shorter articles, it's formal, formal writing, but it also is going to be um, it's also going to be written for a wider variety of subjects that are going to be covered. Short stories are also great, right? Depending on what we see from this, the content that College Board eventually has to release in terms of practice material, I would maybe delve into some of it, some older language stuff as well, right? If we see like a short passage of Shakespeare on here, I wouldn't necessarily be all that surprised. So, uh, we will have to see specifically what this looks like, but it means that there is going to be it's going to be less long form reading and f and with a bunch of different questions about like vocab and different things like that. But it's going to be shorter passages ac across a wider range of topics with questions that are going to be more about can you paraphrase, can you summarize, can you identify the main argument or the main point um, of the article, and can you do that under time pressure. The other big, uh, the other big change is the adaptiveness of the test. The fact that the test is going to be adaptive means that in general, no test is going to be the same. So each student is going to be doing different, different things, and that is also going to mean that all of the practice materials that we have, while still are going to be useful, they are not going to be reflective of the test itself. So because the test itself is going to scale, right? So doing really, really well on the introductory section means that you are going to be getting more complicated material and vice versa. So none of, none of the current existing SAT materials are adaptive. And so it, this is something that, you know, we have broken down the SAT enough to, for example, for the reading passages, right? We do have them, we have many, many of them graded by difficulty here at Tokyo Academics. And so we could simulate that somewhat, but even then it isn't necessarily going to work because the passages are going to be shorter, right, um, on the actual SAT, and it's going to be one question instead of 11. So the fact that it's adaptive changes to the reading. These combinations mean that right now prep is going to be very, very difficult. I anticipate most of the study material will be released when the actual test dates for the SAT for the for 2023 are released. Um, and I expect them to leverage their partnership with Khan Academy. So College Board is partnered directly with Khan Academy in terms of test prep, online test prep. I anticipate they will be leveraging that resource again for practice for this new test. However, the adaptiveness of the test, the fact that it is so clearly substantially easier, not just compared to itself, but compared to the ACT, right, one of its major competitors, raises several issues for me, right, as an admissions consultant who is looking ahead with his students to try to see what do we do uh, in with such a with such a seismic change to such a significant element of the overall application. And um, it means for me a couple things, right? It means that the, the, easy, the fact that it's an easier test means that high scores won't be as impressive. That's just straight up, especially in comparison to an, an SAT that is not going to be changing 
not significantly in the near future. And so how are colleges going to read now read a 1550, right? Or whatever score they choose to they choose to use to represent your score. The other fact is that the adaptive nature of the test means that the concept of the SAT as a standardized test is now also going to fluctuate, right? I'm going to be very interested to see the score reports of these new tests because um, if I, um, if my score and is in part because I didn't do too well on the first section and therefore had easier sections to work with and was able to work my way back up to a better score, right? As opposed to someone who did, who rocked the first section and then struggled with everything else, right? What does that actually say? What does that mean uh, as a, when I'm reading the score, how am I supposed to read that and determine a, the quality of the student, right? Um, and so, of course, as always, it will be, you know, good scores are good scores, but especially when the ACT exists, how is the new SAT going to be viewed? And my understanding, at least for now, is that uh, a lot of admissions officers are skeptical. There is a couple of recent surveys went out and said around 12 to 14 percent of admissions officers surveyed said this will be better. This will be an improvement, but that's it. Everyone else was unsure and said that we need we need more data to know, and we need some actual results, and we need to be able to see the any if there is any correlation between how they're doing, how they're performing on this test and their actual school performance. We just need to see the test period. And so across the board, the fact like the, the general fact that it is being becoming easier means that there's going to be greater scrutiny around what this test, how useful a good score is going to be. And my suspicion is that, at least initially, it's not going to be great. The other part that I am very worried about is the all-digital release. Um, I was with, I have was around, obviously, when the pandemic first hit. And for international students, students in the U.S. as well, but for international international students, um, all of their APs had to be taken at 1 a.m., 3 a.m., and 5 a.m. Okay, and so um, that meant a month of me holding mocks uh, with my students at one and three and five a.m. to get them ready. Um, quickly creating random mock tests out based on the new format, the new forty-five minute format, and doing my best to make sure that they were all ready to take these exams. Um, that they were adjusting their sleep schedule completely, and then getting up at two a.m. to prepare to make sure they were ready to go for their three three a.m. exam. And while that implementation is a separate thing right that whole thing is um, was a mess just in terms of what it forced students to do more importantly is the digital rollout of the ap's um was filled with flaws um i had students who had their um had their grades changed who um were accused of plagiarism when there was no evidence of so scores were lost right um the rollout of any digital service is always going to be a mess, especially if you're trying to roll it out on a digit on an international level, right? Across everywhere. This is not a college board thing. This is just by default, right? The rollout of something this massive that that's going to affect this many people. And based off of what they're telling me, what this says in terms of it being adaptive, how complex some of this might be, right? The March test is going to be a mess. 
And so with those things in mind, right, what should you do? Well, if you're a junior, a couple things. Right? If you're currently a junior, I generally, re- even before the changes, I've encouraged my juniors, especially if they've finished Algebra 2 in their sophomore year or the whatever equivalent uh, is in your school. I've, en- I've always encouraged my juniors to finish their, their test prep by the end of their first semester. So for th- these students, it would be by the end of 2022. So the, re- with, which means remaining now, the August test was just a couple, was just last week, which means right now the October and December test remain. And the reason I recommend this is just because a junior year is the busiest year of all the years and they need to get the SAT or the ACT off their plate. But also with things becoming test optional, for most schools, it really is about let's put in a dedicated amount of effort. Let's really try. But there is no point in trying forever to get a, a good score. Right? Just really focus, buckle down, spend a couple months studying really, really hard. Try to get your best score, get it done, get it out of the way. And if you don't, that's fine. You got to move on. Because with things being test optional, that time that you're spending doing test prep can be spent doing your extracurriculars, can be spent making sure your grades are great, can be spent exploring your alternative interests or really developing your leadership, all of which are not optional. You have to submit those things, right? Testing is optional, genuinely optional. And so if you're going to spend another 200, 300 hours and not have a great score to, to show for it, you, there's no way to account for those two to three hundred hours on your on your on your application. It's just gone because you're not submitting a score. But those two hundred three hundred hours, what have you done with it? I don't know. Well, I was doing test prep, but I can't say that, right? And so, even before these changes, I have recommended juniors try to get their testing done before the before the new year. I'm doubling down here. If you are a junior and you are taking the SAT, get it done. Get it done, October, December, be done. You do not want to be a guinea pig. And trust me, you will be. The first couple, I imagine, exams, you are going to be a guinea pig. And you are testing, a. Um, you are going to be taking a test. Sure, it's easier. But colleges also know this. It's not like the change to the format is going to be completely missed um, by a by an admissions officer, right? And so if they know the test is easier, then a high score won't necessarily mean as much. Again, this is especially true because an alternative that is not changing, an alternative standard exists in the form of the ACT, okay? And so if you are taking, if you were planning on using the SAT as your standardized test of choice, get it done. And I would say for sophomores, if you are in the process of taking Algebra 2 this year, then wait, right? Because you should finish Algebra 2 at least before you take the SAT. And that means you should be not preparing, not really thinking about the SAT until next summer, which by then there will have been two to three additional tests, two to three tests that will have gone through. We'll have a better sense of the data available. There will be more resources available to you and you can then start prepping then. However, if you are a little bit more advanced in math, I would apply the same rule to you as I applied to juniors. Get it done, get it out of the way. Don't put yourself in a position where you unnecessarily are risking things just because College Board is adjusting and on some level needs to gain back some territory. A lot of people have switched to the ACT. And so 
there is a little bit of the share of the pie um, that the SAT is going to be trying to uh, take back. So obviously, if you know that if you're a freshman, you know that eventually you're going to be taking the SAT, right? Be thinking a little bit about reading a wider range of things. Start reading now, right? Regardless of your age, you should be starting to, you should be reading, being in a good habit of reading and reading a lot and reading a wide range of things. Generally, I encourage students to, they should, you should always be reading at least one grade level, usually a couple grade levels ahead, right? Math is going to be based on your progress in school. Algebra 2 is generally the baseline for testing, uh, for standardized testing, because most students complete Algebra 2 by the end of 10th grade. Okay, so in summary, tons of changes coming to the SAT. Biggest changes are that it's going to be significantly shorter. The reading is going through a complete revamp. It's going to be shorter passages, one question per passage, um, and the test is going to be adaptive. It's going to adjust to how you are answering the questions. My what I think this means is that the easier test uh, means that the scores are not going to be as valid, uh, especially with the existence of the ACT, which is not going under any changes. If you are a junior, get your testing done this year. If you are a sophomore, you are okay to wait um, and uh, spend most of next summer preparing for this new test. Okay. And so those are going to be my major recommendations uh, in this context. And, um, and hopefully that was helpful. It is a gigantic seismic shift um, in what we understand to be the world of the SAT. But it is one that ultimately I think is going to make the test a little bit more accessible to more people. You will get your results sooner, which is great. And, but I expect that there will be iterations upon this. As I've mentioned quite a couple different times, right, the ACT exists. So making a test that is definitively easier than the ACT in the mind of college admissions officers, that's not going to do it and that's not going to do much for them, right? Okay, so that's all there. The biggest thing for me is avoid as much as you can, avoid being a guinea pig for this new test. Right. I would also encourage you to stay up to date on anything College Board is doing. I, of course, am monitoring the situation closely. The moment actual practice materials get released, the moment there is any big news release, I will probably be going through and taking a full mock myself just to get a, get a better sense of what that experience is like so that I can report it back here. Okay. All right. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kustinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on the new SAT. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support us, please, please leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. It really helps make sure that this podcast gets to more people. Please also follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. We also do regularly host events both in person and online. In a couple weeks on the 18th, I will be hosting a back to school talk. I'm just talking about all the changes that we have noticed in the world of college admissions in the past couple years and what that might mean for you. Stay tuned for more information about that. If you would like to sign up for that, that will be at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's again, tokyoacademics.com slash events and finally we also do have a patreon if you want to gain access to more resources that will hopefully help you in your college exploration journey 
please go to patreon.com slash accepted. And if you are able to support us in any way, that would be wonderful and greatly appreciated. Okay, that's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Bye.